Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop it's true he is john bishop i checked this time just to be sure that it was still the case and he is john bishop Mm -hmm. now john we got a big episode today or a little episode depending on how much you care about the subject we're going to talk about (laughs) using that as a guide it's a very very little episode that's fair. That's fair enough. I would call it probably slightly bigger than John's perception of how big the episode is, but still not very big. Yeah. We're talking we're uh talking about the Winter Olympics, but uh what if they were cars? It's mm-hmm. what we're doing this week. And that's right. Not the Olympics. The Winter Olympics. We could probably do a more complete episode if we included the Summer Olympics, but I don't know. I want to focus in. the They're happening right now. Uh, if you're listening to this within some short amount of time of this episode coming out. So, I don't know. Thought it'd be timely. Right off the bat, John, what's your favorite Winter Olympic event? Oh, you, you think I have one? Oh, you can do it. You can name an event and pretend it's your favorite. I, okay, I was about to say shot put. But That's not it. The problem is, I was going to say shot put because I thought of one and I was trying to name that one, and it's just not called shot put. I know which one you're trying to name, but I'm not going to help you out. Uh, shuffle board. It's, it's basically shuffle board on ice, yeah. Uh, shuffle scoot. Um,. Thick you're boy. Okay, I said I wasn't going to help you, but this can't be that fun to listen to. You're thinking of curling, John. Mm, you know, because you something is curly about it. Yeah, probably. I don't know, man. Uh, we watched, we just threw on the Olympics yesterday while we were going about our day. I guess just to have something on, you know, in the background. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly curling. And every once in a while, I heard the uh, announcer say, oh, he's overcurled this one. And <laughs> I don't I don't know. Just what do you think overcurling is and curling? Because I was watching it and I couldn't figure it out. Did it go sideways at all? No, my best guess is that he just he was basically saying, I ah, put a bit too much mustard on this one. He he threw he he slid the big rock down the ice too hard. Then couldn't his friends just not do the brush as good? Maybe maybe that was it. Maybe they did the brushes too much. 
and that's but they could just stop doing the brushes but maybe they went too far uh you know and they it was the point of no return <laughs> okay that's my best guess uh, but yes, as you can tell from the conversation you just heard John and I have, we are experts on the Winter Olympics. We will have mm-hmm. lots of good insights, uh, lots of uh, just personal anecdotes about how important the Winter Olympics are to us as we go through this episode. Yep, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. literally certain. But I think a good place to start, John, is just asking the question, do you think they have the Olympics period? Absolutely. And it's mostly racing. It's got to be mostly racing is the thing. <laughs> but you know, I'm sure you could probably tell when I'm doing this by now, I was setting you up to get your opinion and then offer the fact that I found within the wiki quote of the day of the day. Be real weird if that weren't the case. Okay, we're going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash Bob Cutlass. Uh, oh. Yes, Bob Cutlass is one of the two uh, announcers who always does like the racing uh, announcing in the movies. He's voiced by real-life sports announcer Bob Costas. It's a fun little thing they did. But if we go down to his bio, it reads... Bob Cutlass is a world-renowned sports announcer. He's covered every sporting event from tractor pools. Man, we got to talk about that after I'm done with this. From tractor pools to monster truck rallies, including the last three Olympic Games. But he's most famous for teaming up with former Piston Cup racer Daryl Cartrip to announce Piston Cup racing on the Racing Sports Network. Bob Cutlass is a voice of reason to Daryl's enthusiastic color commentary. Bob is also the host of Sunday Night's TV staple, America's Funniest Sports Utility Vehicles. Okay. So we have some some tangents to go on real quick before getting back to the Olympics, I'd say. First thing. Yeah. Is that racist? You're going to have to... Walk me through America's what part funniest of it. sports utility vehicles. It's singing, singling out a specific group of people. Yeah, prejudiced certainly, <laughs> or not? Pre- I don't like it. Let's go with that. Okay, it's bad. Bad it's for sure. Weird and not good. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Tractor pools. So, as we all know, uh truck and tractor pulling also known as power pulling is a motorsport competition popular in the united states canada and europe well that's just it just says everywhere uh, i'm of course reading wikipedia yeah uh and it requires antique or modified tractors to pull a heavy a pull a heavy drag pull a heavy drag yeah the the drag is they've got a big big weight behind them basically yeah but why call it a, a drag because you're dragging it you are dragging it. Like, drag is a verb. It's and a noun it for a tractor noun. pool. Okay. And it's whoever pulls it the... Wait, pulls the drag or sled the farthest. Yeah, it's that just... seems silly. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, in the in the Scott County Park, uh, oh, yeah. right across from the high school, there's a 
where John and I went to high school right across the street is uh, the county park. And in it is a large track with bleachers on either side, solely dedicated to tractor pulling. Mm -hmm. So we have a bit more expertise on this than the Winter Olympics, I'd say. Although I don't know that I ever watched a tractor pull. How about you, John? Uh, Not an entire one, but I sat in for some of them. I guess the big issue, and I know you know it's the big issue, is that in this world, tractors are cows. Mm -hmm. So... This seems pretty So instead bad. <laughs> of having cows do it for a sport, what you do is you drag a cow. Also bad. Both versions are bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like not quite like in the world of dog or cockfighting, but it's sort of not. It's not good. It's gathering around and watching an animal strain real hard. Maybe I mean, to the point of death or exhaustion. Lucas, we are we are from Kentucky. Yeah, rodeos, whatnot. Horse horses racing. And, yeah, and, uh, and what happens when a horse breaks a leg? Yeah, at, at least. And this doesn't make it, like, all, all great. At least there's a human element in horse races. Like, it's still is iffy morally to make the horse run real fast and hit it a bunch to do it. But at least, I don't know, there's also a person out there risking something. And the same, I'm never going to defend bullfighting, but at least there is a human out there. It's not just there's a bull for a while and then it might die. So it's time for your not fun fact. No, your very not fun fact of the day. There we go. Uh, in order to agitate the bulls, what, what they do is they uh, they hurt their testicles. Yeah, yeah. They hurt the bulls' testicles to make them really angry and really agitated. And then there's a person there. And the entire goal is the bull is so angry that he just wants to get some sort of revenge. So he wants to kill a person. And the person... Their whole thing is, I'm going to dodge the bull and then kill it. And that's the whole sport. The sport is torturing and then killing an animal. Or, occasionally, a person dies. So either way, bad. No good. Yep. (laughs) But, like, with tractor pools, sometimes the engine gives out, or the car explode a little bit, or the tractor explode a little (laughs) bit. So that's Which why we know isn't as serious in this world for some reason. Sure, but like it's not good. It's, it's still not good. The but cow it does happen f- to regular racers. Yeah, but like the racers choose to do it, and the the cow tractors would. This is not the point of the episode, but I don't know. I don't love that they still do tractor pulls in this world. Yeah, and maybe just maybe. Uh, there is a human car element where yeah. like, there's a a jockey who is, of course, a forklift who rides the tractor. But I don't know that that makes it better. Yeah, I don't know that it does either. But anyway, I do want to read one other car's bio because I also know something in it will throw us on a huge tangent. 
So I want to get both of these out of the way, and then we'll focus on the Winter Olympics that we are both so passionate about. Sound good? Uh-huh. Okay, we are going over to a different car. Uh, this time it is Murray Clutchburn. Oh. And if we read his official profile, it reads... Murray Clutchburn's first taste of competition was as a member of the 1984 gold-winning Olympic Test Track Relay Team. And Test Track is something we could get into, but it's the next sentence that's the issue, John. You might recognize him from specially marked boxes of wheelies shredded brakes. I'm just going to finish it. We'll come back to it. The momentum of the Olympics carried him straight into mainstream professional racing and a flourishing career in the Piston Cup Series, lauded for his classic image. Murray sometimes sports his signature exhaust sideburns that made him such a hit with the ladies back in the day. So Wheelie's Shredded Breaks. Mm -hmm. It's a reference to Wheaties Shredded shredded Wheat. wheat. Mm -hmm. Because they always would have a sportsman on the cereal box. Mm-hmm. But unless, unless that a uh, sportsman has ever enjoyed marijuana yeah. or cannabis or I don't know other relaxation drugs, not sports enhancing, not ability enhancing drugs, no, just relaxation. Was it Michael Phelps who they took? It, it was off? Michael Phelps. Yeah, one of the greatest athletes ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. A man born to be able to swim better than other people. His lungs are special. His entire body is shaped different for swimming. That's crazy. But it seems that the cars may eat eat shredded brakes, which is different from us eating shredded wheat in, I would say, some pretty major ways. Wouldn't you, John? Well, if I were to compare it, I would. Yeah, I do. guess I would say... Uh, imagine if next time you find someone has like a knee surgery that what they do is they take and replace the knee and then they grind the knee into a powder and then they make cereal out of it. And we eat that because it's high in calcium. I mean, they could have just, they could have even done wheelie shredded wheels or wheel and that wouldn't have been good. Then you're just eating shoes. Yeah, that's still bad. Shoes or hands and feet. But like the brakes are pretty intrinsically in the cars, you know? Yeah. yeah, We can't separate them like we do the wheels and the tires sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess it's possible. It's possible that it's like shredded brakes of bringing it back tractors. Maybe that's why they keep all the tractors like cows is because they extract their brakes and shred them up for breakfast cereal. That's still not good. No, that's the end of that's still not good. <laughs> anyway, our breakfast cereals are usually not meat based. I would maybe go so far to say are never meat based, but I don't know. There are some weird food products out in this world of ours, you know? Yeah. I'm going to try and figure it. All right. So there is at least one thing. It's called Scooby-Doo uh, yeah. Berry Bones. Oh, no. And it is a it is a bone-shaped cereal. And that's okay. its whole thing. 
So maybe it's just like a haha cutesy. They're not actually shredded wheels. They're just well, they're not shredded brakes. So specific. Man, it's like if these berry bones were like shredded ankles. Yeah, shredded uh, Achilles tendons. <laughs> it's it's weird. too specific. <laughs> yeah. And the whole thing about berry bones is that, oh, they're berry, and also dogs like bones. Yeah. There's nothing guess... in this that implies to me that, oh, yeah, because dogs love eating <laughs> uh breaks you know but only when they're shredded and i mean i guess cars love brakes but not eating them they just like the ability to stop Mm -hmm. but i don't know what if this is a weird situation in which it is just a part and the whole thing is that like okay you put these brakes on and you can go shred for a bit because you do Could have to be. get your brakes replaced. Uh-huh. And the whole thing about them is they get ground down slowly over time. Maybe that's it. It's just their brakes designed to be shredded in a cool way. Like they're sparky brakes. You know, like those shoes that you would wear where it's like Heelys, but also you like press down and not shoes. It was the weird scooter thing. You would press down on the brake and it would spark intentionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe it's just that. Maybe okay. So he did the relay, right? I couldn't say. He no, did. wait. He did. Uh, yeah. So in the relay, you run for a little bit and then hand something to someone else, which we're not even gonna touch right this second. Mm-hmm. Uh, With your mouth, and then you 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 give them a little smooch uh, mm-hmm. and hand them the baton. Uh, but then you have to stop running. So maybe he's going real fast. And then he has to stop real quick. Maybe, John, they're his brakes that got all torn to pieces from being on the Olympic relay. So what you're suggesting is a famous sportsman uh, wears great shoes. Uh, Usain Bolt wears some neat shoes, and he does a lot of running. And after a lot of running for a few months, he gets his shoes, throws them into a wood chipper. From there, they're shredded down even further and then placed into a cereal product for Chillums. I think it's the closest we've gotten to the answer, quite frankly. Okay. I don't know that it's a good answer, but I think it's the closest we've gotten. You know, it does like bring new context to the idea of their his cereal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He works directly on the product. But okay, you want to dive into the, the the icy ones now? All right. So everybody knows that of the the Olymp- Olympuses, the Olympies, yes, uh, the the most exciting and the most engaging and the most entertaining is of course the Summer Olympics. But winter's pretty cool too, right? They <laughs> go a lot real of, fast. A lot of ice. A lot of blades. Mm-hmm. And a lot of indoors. So think about it this way. Cars plus ice equal bad. But what if yes. it didn't? What if cars plus ice equal good is the question we have to ask ourselves today. Do we think they replaced their wheels with 
sleds, skis, or just blades. Yeah, that's going to be so important going forward. So I watched a video once, and it was giving a bike traction on ice. And what they did is they replaced their tires with gigantic saw blades. That sounds pretty sick. Well, the thing is, it was great for traction after they adjusted it, but the first thing gave them a problem of it was too good of a saw blade. And they would just cut straight through the ice. I also don't know that I would want to be sitting above a spinning saw blade now that I think about it a bit more. It is a frightening proposition. (laughs) Yeah. But what, what you've proposed is, I think, going to define the episode going forward. Because I've got, like, the event list open here. And I'm looking through them. And in every single one of these, except curling, in which they wear what at least look like normal shoes on the ice. I'm sure there's some sort of special shoes, but every other event has something else underneath you, be it a bobsleigh or skis or a snowboard or skates. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man, because it'd be hard. It'd be hard to like... (laughs) have the difference between, you know, freestyle skiing and freestyle snowboarding if they don't have those two different implements. Well, for snowboarding, you replace your tires and your wheels with one weird sled concoction. It's all one piece. And for the other, you've got, like, if you're skiing... You've got two different bars, and then also somehow sticks. Yeah, that's that's going to be an issue. Uh, I so guess. So of course, only forklifts can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going, as you almost certainly do. See, but here's a weird problem, and yeah. this is going to be a touchy subject. But okay. so one noteworthy thing is that. Uh, a lot of the people who tend to be uh, more geared towards, well, not geared towards, I, I don't know. A lot of people who compete in these sort of events, especially like if you look at America, it's a very diverse place. But the primary competitors or the primary people who participate in the sport, even not in the Olympics or anything like that, are white people. Yeah. And... The reason for this tends to be uh, just general disenfranchisement. The people who go out and ski are the people who have this history and this uh, setup that allows them to just go off and play in the snow for days on end for no good reason. Because of course they can, because of course they would, because that's just what they do. And it's uh, an unfortunate thing. And if you're wanting a fun example of this, the whole thing about Cool Runnings is that, oh, well, these people are from a very hot place. There's no snow. And also, like, no one expects them to be capable of doing this. And it was just like, oh, look, it's a movie talking about a group of people who just does not compete in a sport. And in Cars, there's an actual reason for it. Yeah. And it's, of course, hands. Yeah. The reason I wanted to bring this up 
is because we've talked many times about how forklifts are the underclass. They're the working class. They're the people who actually have to do the work and are the only ones capable of doing it and don't seem to get much recognition or praise for it. And yet, they're the only ones that are competing in what I would like to call the bougie sports. Yeah, I, I was 100% going to bring this up as well. I mean, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head that it takes a good deal of privilege to, you know, afford skis and <laughs> afford going to the slopes and afford ski lessons. Whereas, like, there is certainly massive amounts of privilege occurring across events in the Summer Olympics as well. But, like, at least some of those, like, while you need opportunities and to become, like, world-class at running and, like, basketball and whatnot, those are have some some ability for folks from all walks of life to achieve highly in them like these like who's gonna take who's going to be able to afford bobsleigh lessons in rural alabama you know Mm -hmm. yeah and there's also another thing that's a bit more strange and it's the idea of why does why does white people food have less flavor and the idea of it this is really weird it's from the idea of well in the past royalty used to be the people who could afford things like seasonings and whatnot and eventually seasonings became more readily available so in order to feel privileged in order to feel more high and mighty than the underclass the wealthy people would do things like get rid of their seasoning and only get select cuts. And their whole premise behind it was, oh, our food is so good, you don't need to season it. Ha ha. And that's why it became a popular thing to have less seasoning. And the comparison I'm trying to make here is also... If you're doing this privileged thing of winter sports, it's cold and unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the sport that is in an environment you want to be in less. And it's kind of this weird bougie thing of, oh, yeah, we put ourselves in this uncomfortable position because we're better than you. And it's so backwards and so dumb. But I think. You're absolutely right that, I mean, I don't see a way around it. I don't see a way a car could hold the ski poles, like, Mm -hmm. period. Maybe, just maybe, they have, like, two things or one thing, and it's on the back tires. And then on the front tires, they're, like, raised up in a ramp position, and their front two tires have sticks, like, welded to them. (laughs) Maybe it's that. And, like, we've seen, like, camera people and whatnot, uh, like, the paparazzi will show up and they'll have some weird apparatus that allows them to hold a camera even though they're a normal car. Mm -hmm. So, if they did it, they would probably just do something to that effect for the cars to be able to somehow operate ski poles effectively. Mm -hmm. 
but that feels like almost too much of a cop out. So I would, I think, absolutely right. Just yeah, forklifts do it. Yeah, which and that's doesn't our cop feel out. like. But still, <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense, and that's the reason it's our cop out. Yeah, like the weird camera apparatuses, they exist. They are canonical, so we have to like accommodate for them. But they don't make synths. Yep. Like, who made them? How we can't get into that. Uh, the manufacturer did. Sure, that's the that's our a secondary cop out. If we get uh, it was Mater, we'll have cop out bingo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I th- I think that's a an interesting dichotomy you've brought up between. I don't know. Dichotomy was the appropriate word to use there. I just wanted to sound cool. An interesting difference you've brought up <laughs> between our universe and theirs. But I guess a car could s- s- snowboard. <laughs> maybe. And maybe I'm thinking too much about it. Maybe they just jump onto a board instead. Yeah. Which seems real dangerous. But hey, what are you going to do? Honest to God, so does a lot of the Winter Olympics. <laughs> there's lots of blades, and there's the ski jump where they just, you know, go off the big, big ramp. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and talk about the ski jump now that I brought it up. Car doing that seems bad. Mm-hmm. And human doing that also seems bad to me. So maybe I just don't understand something about it. But cars doing it seems worse. Okay. Well... Uh, some vehicles are made for jump. Yeah. But it's still not like the level of people do jump because people do jump, but car don't jump. Some car do jump, but not good jump. Not good jump. So knees are important. When you do a jump and you're trying to recover and not like have your legs explode you need to know how to do that properly and for parkour you just make sure they're at a 90 and you tuck and roll but it's i don't know man like anything mechanical just seems a lot more like it's gonna break and you're gonna die but with your legs you can run real fast and pull and scrape muscles and whatnot and it hurt but also like you can recover. Yeah, that's not really how car work. Yeah. Metal more rigid. Car <laughs> body less rigid. Yeah, I'm I'm not too concerned about the jump. I uh, I know you know this. I'm concerned about the landing. Mm. Cuz I don't know, man, they go real high. <laughs> really yeah. fast and fall really fast. And you said you're not concerned about the jump, but I am, because if it's like a ramp situation, they're gonna be better at it. Yeah, and that's that is the ski jump is they go down big big ramp, and they go real fast, and then bam, you go so fast up ramp, you're really high, much higher than a person because you were going much faster than a person, and you got a lot more momentum behind you. And then you gotta land. I mean, with like a crazy, crazy amount of like suspension and shocks help with that. Like monster truck do decent sized jump. 
and they have system to deal with that. Yeah. Not this big jump, and I know that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, good old Evil was a, a bike jumper, and his whole thing, he would use bike jump and motorcycle and go real far, real fast, land. So maybe only vampires can do it? Maybe only vampires can't do it. But or- also, like, it's all about how much weight is going to be hitting you when you land. And then it hits you, you land, and then it bottoms out, and you just grind away at everything. Or sometimes they go straight through up into the metal. That's not good. That seems like not what they want to happen. The engineers who made the car. <laughs> this I gotta give an alert for what I'm about to say, but like in sport when this sort of thing happens that I'm trying to convey... What it do is the uh, bone stick out. Yeah. And that, I don't like thinking about it. Maybe maybe they just have to adjust it, you know? Maybe they, instead of judging them on how good their landing is, they're like, hey, we can't land these. Are you crazy? So they do something akin to, like, the big inflatable square for when people are in a fire in a tall building. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And like a really, really big one that wouldn't just burst when hit with a flying car. So good material is also very required. Okay. Okay. Like that's great. Just person jump off building. But Lucas. What's up, Johnny? People typically don't weigh more than 500 pounds. No, I know that. That's why I said really good material. (laughs) What material would that be? Uh, It would be uh, rubber. (laughs) That's not it. That's not the one I should have said. (laughs) Could be, though. It's a trampoline. There we go. Okay. So they just keep going. Wait, no, that's... (laughs) A designed for failure trampoline. You land on it and it's like a bunch of layers of trampoline. And the whole thing is on the ends, it does break and it's supposed to. Okay, that could work. I like that. All right. So people have a thing and it's, I think, air trekkers or sky runners. It's a thing. It's stilts and it's to give you kangaroo superhuman legs. It's for high jumping. Is this a thing that cars could have also? Except, problem is, that is what their shocks are. But still. I guess they could have that, yeah. <laughs> I don't see why not. Would it help, though? Yeah, that's that was what I was going to ask next. <laughs> it's, I don't know how much it would do. I gotta look something up. I'm watching a video from the British show top gear where they put a bunch of rockets on what looks like a mini cooper and put it they 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 jump it off a ski a ski jump and importantly there's no person in the car okay oh so, that didn't do well <laughs> we've talked about privilege yeah. yeah yeah it's time to address the elephant in the room what if every single olympian at least in the winter sports is similar to Finn McMissile. Now, okay. 
I dig that. I like the direction we're going in. Because he does just have two snowboards built into him. No, yeah, that's... I can't remember the context he uses them in, but I remember them. It was when he was, like, surfing away, I guess. Oh, he got, like, the big fan turbine thing at the back. His water mode, basically. And then he's also got, according to take5aday.com, there's probably a diecast where he has winter gear and skis. Oh, sick. I don't see the diecast, but I see a picture that looks like it's from a diecast. Oh, yeah, there's there's some good Finn McMissile diecasts. I need one. (laughs) But all that to say, if Olympians are... Like, in our world, Olympians are humans at the peak ability. And I don't know who has more ability than, like, Finn McMissile, excluding God Mode Mater. Mm-hmm. Well, so, it's, it's... The difference is, and this is a weird and important one, he is capable of specific things. Like, he wouldn't beat Lightning in a race because he don't go that fast. Unless he cheat, yeah. but like he still could kill anyone and everyone in every room. That does make me think, though. You know what Winter Olympic event he would he specifically of all the characters I can think of would be the best at is is shooting things a Winter Olympic. It is in the biathlon, John. What is the biathlon? Is like snowboard and shoot? Really close. You do cross-country skiing, and then you shoot five targets with a gun. That's so weird. Yeah, you ski for straight up like 18 miles, and in the middle of it, just every once in a while, you take the gun that has been on your back this whole time. And shoot five targets. And if you miss, you have to do like a, a penalty lap of more skiing. I was watching a little of that yesterday too. And man, I usually say like Olympians make things seem effortless a lot of the times. It was not the case in the biathlon. It looked hard and horrible and they would cross the uh, finish line. And you're not going to like this bit, but they would be like almost frozen spit dripping off of them uh, and they would collapse. And it just, and I know the point is we're going to talk about cars, but just to, it just made me think like, this is such a weird specific thing that seems horrible and like just terrible. I don't know why you do it. You seem really good at it. That guy got the gold, but I did feel bad for all the people who seemed like they were dying of exhaustion, who didn't get in the top three. Yeah. um, I don't know, man. That's just Olympics right there. No, I know. But also, like, I don't get the Olympics. I don't at all. Like, some of them, I think, make sense. Like, if it's, see who can run the fastest. Sure. But even there, it's like, okay, but if these people have these shoes, they're going to be faster or better at running. And that's weird. But like a sport where a big component is just a gun that you have, like, sure, it's your ability to use the gun, but 
any inconsistencies in the gun, anything like it's just there's a lot more mechanical aspect to that, and it's supposed to be all about the human, right? So the Winter Olympics in general, like anything that's oh, you got your sleds, you got your skis. Why why can't it just be too like let's go back to the good old days where you had to be naked and it was just man and nature and oil. You know, that would raise viewership mm-hmm. amongst some people, lower it amongst some others, because they'd be naked. They would be naked. But there is a weird fascination with seeing Olympians naked. Like there was an entire uh, magazine that did a, like a, a spread of just, look, it's a bunch of different kinds of athletes naked. Like it was, I'm going to do air quotes that you can't see, tastefully done. And it doesn't like show the bits, but it's them naked. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I get it. It's supposed to be like, oh, they're they're physical specimens. We must adore and exalt them. But that's what bodybuilding's for. Like the whole thing about bodybuilding, you wear intentionally like as little as possible. And then you put like a weird oily mud on you to make your like skin darker so it will contrast more so you can see the shadows better it's it's all about making a a specimen out of a person and like i don't know it's all weird but let's let's go even more controversial same thing with cars no guns no No skis no sleds no gasoline no tires Mm. i don't know about no tires you got wheels you don't have tires it's not about going fast. You got to be naked. And since t- tires could be shoes. Could be shoes. Uh, you got to be naked. You got to get your only in primer. <laughs> and you just got to fight each other. Lots more gladiatorial events, I got to imagine. And even if it's racing, it's not like sprinting with a car. Like you're not like racing, racing. What you're doing oh, you is do you, you waddle. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. You got like more simplistic events, but it's all about physicality. No, no clothes, no nothing. Sometimes I think we could do a full episode on the Cars Waddle Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how, but I don't know. I don't know why they made them able to waddle and be cars. Well, and the mechanics behind that working seem like they shouldn't. It's like being a child or a baby you gotta learn to crawl before you can i don't know go run on all fours (laughs) but one thing that this makes me think of is like if you're a baby car like my baby kind of baby yeah he doesn't crawl yet he doesn't walk you know what he does he rolls all right so do car babies just like throw their body weight around by rolling because rolling is really bad for a vehicle you do not want to be in some sort of rolling accident because it'll crush the squishy bit and in the real world that's you that is and in the car's world that's also them Mm -hmm. but in the car's world the outside's also them it's just like rolling and crushing the squishy bit would be crushing their organs 
Okay, you've brought up a really interesting point in that, like, I don't know if babies would be born not able to, like, move around. So they're more like animals in the sense that you give birth and they can just run, theoretically. Yeah, because, like, I feel like a lot of the issue with babies is they can't balance, they can't stand, and with crawling, I guess they don't have a lot of the strength required for it. Uh, maybe some balance issues, I don't really know. But with car, the balance is taken out of the equation pretty easily. Cars are very intentionally designed to be just balanced how they are. Mm-hmm. So if I, they weren't, they'd be much harder to ride and more dangerous, like vampires. Like vampires. Thank you, John. If you haven't listened to any episodes where we call vamp- motorcycles vampires, that's why we keep bringing up vampires. Jo- and, and why does it work? Because vampires, they're more graceful naturally. So they balance better. <laughs> True. Uh, so maybe it's just a strength thing. Like they don't have the m- muscles to make their wheel spin. Maybe it's a stomach thing. Maybe they can't handle gasoline yet. Okay, that could be it. So maybe it's like they, for them, waddling is crawling, like you were sort of talking about. Uh, so they have to build up the muscle to do that. And they have to build up also just the stomach for gasoline. Okay, and that's walking. I dig mm-hmm. that. All right. You did it, John. What are some more sports in the Winter Olympics? Is well, there like John, ice swimming? No, that sounds weird. There's some big ones. Lucas, I've already talked about this, and I didn't think about how weird it is. Bobsled. No, yeah, that was the one I was going to bring up. Because the issue there, John, I feel like... Okay, I feel like skates, that's that's so far from a vehicle. That's not a vehicle. We don't have to worry if that's sentient. Uh, or alive, even. Skis gets a little closer. I still feel confident calling it not a vehicle. Snowboard, a little bit closer still. Still fine. But bobsled feels like a vehicle, don't it? Well, the problem with bobsled being a vehicle is that the only time you make it go forward is at the beginning, and the rest is just it falling in style. Yeah, it is almost entirely powered by gravity and slipperiness. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what you do to make a bobsled out of a car is what I've already suggested. You take off those tires. No, yeah. That could almost certainly work, unfortunately. But now think about a bobsled. You got like, what, five people in there? And it, mm-hmm. all right, so five people, assume they're all about uh, 200 pounds. I'm being uh, generous in a fashion. Uh, sure. And then the bobsled itself, say, it weighs 1,000 pounds. Uh, then you got a decently small car. So only small cars due to bobsled. But you put in a big, big car, one a bobsled, and how do you get it to stop? Yeah, because I feel like, and I haven't 
watched the the bobsleigh at all this year i feel like they sort of they have a just straight bit at the end like it's not uh downhill anymore that probably is a bit of a different material to make them slow down and then they jump out and stop it Mm. car can't jump out and stop self now if it could that would be terrifying to watch yes you're right but Okay, maybe this is how we get them shredded, those wheelie shredded brakes, John. Mm, okay, yeah. They're just different brakes that, man, they get all torn up. Mm-hmm. That's and that's their whole, expect. That's their whole point in life. So I have, of course, done extensive research. Yeah. Uh, and this is just something I think is interesting to hear or read. If you are experiencing this in any way, I feel like it's interesting. Here is the title of an article from NPR. Real, and that's in like a parenthesis, snow disrupts events at Beijing Winter Olympics. Huh. It's fascinating. absolutely baffling to think that snow is a problem with Winter Olympics. Yeah, but like if I think about it, like, they probably need those, like, bobsled, luge, etc. tracks to be pretty pristine. Like, pretty much ice. Yeah, because, like, let me tell you, those are interesting to watch, but they can break bad real fast mm-hmm. if things go bad. Yep, and imagine if, instead of a sled, it was just a person. Yep. Who is as, I don't know, brittle as a sled? But even stranger is, I realize that it's saying that the snow is real. Yeah. But I really want it to be that it's like, a, hey, guys, we know that this sounds made up, but this is real. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Like, real? Come on. Yeah. Snow disrupts events at Beijing Winter Olympics. I, I know it doesn't sound real, but it's real. Okay. Now... I do, okay, first I do want to talk about is do you think there's any world where the where the bobsled is just alive? Yes. Okay. And someone yeah. still has to get inside of it. Okay, that's that's where I was going to go. It's like the big boat guys. Expand on that. There are people in them. Yeah, okay. That's it. No, I got you. Yeah. It's just you're a vehicle for vehicles. Yeah, and I will say we often talk about the more complex a vehicle is, the more likely it's sentient. I gotta say the bobsled, if it's alive, is about as least complex as you can get. So is this akin to like the equestrian games in the, the Summer Olympics, where they just ride an animal down Absolutely. a big hill? Okay, mm-hmm. I do like that. It's not even really a ride, because it's a lot worse than that. This animal doesn't have any control over itself. Yeah. It's just, you get a cow, and for some reason this cow doesn't have legs, and that's just accepted and normal. And then you put it on some ice, and then you ride on it, and that's it. (laughs) You just ride this poor cow who can't move on its own accord down a big icy hill. Mm Mm-hmm. That's rough. Hopefully not. 
You want it to be smooth. Yeah, you do want it to be smooth. But, okay, I feel like we've covered the bobsled. I think we should go with that version of it because I think the uh, wheelless car works a lot better for the skeleton, uh, which is a wild name for it, but it's the one where you go down on your stomach on a sled that's Mm. much smaller. But I do want to talk about the luge and specifically the mixed doubles luge. And I've sent you a image of, no, I haven't. I've sent you the link to this very episode. Oh no, I I can't join the room because I'm already in it. But if you click this second link I've sent, (laughs) you will see the sort of physical setup. This isn't a sport. No, John, it is in fact. This is not a sport. This is how the mixed doubles luge happens. And uh, I know you all can't see the images. And I it's need a new Mario podcasts. Kart, Lucas. Well, I need another ch- double dash. You and could. it's just this. It's possible it's in Mario and Sonic go to the Olympic Games, one of the winter ones. All right, so. but imagine Bowser's on top. Oh, I always do. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, I know it's always rough when podcasts are like, look at this image and y'all can't see it. One, just Google uh, mixed doubles luge, L-U-G-E. But in case you don't want to, it's basically a man on a sled on his back and there is a second man on top of him. <laughs> and that's just it. And the man on top can see, and the man on bottom just is there. And I don't, I can't think of a reason why this is a thing. Yeah, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is not a legitimate sport, because I know nothing about it, and there are people who have dedicated their lives to it, I've got to imagine. But at least from my outsider's perspective, I don't see what the second person adds to it. Wait. I guess. I guess they would go down faster. But uh, I don't want to return to like middle school age me where I'm like, well, that's not a sport. But like, this isn't a sport. One of these two people, as far as I can tell, is just there. Yeah. And, again, we don't know anything about this, so maybe he does something. But I don't know how he could do something. Yeah. The one on bottom. Because he can't see to steer. I guess maybe... He I has guess to maybe. learn how to lean into it. But still, like, my whole mentality behind this whole thing is, like, just because something is difficult doesn't mean... It's a sport. I guess my distinction is it just factually is a sport. We can't say it's not. And there are plenty of things that are sports that like baffle me. But like we can say that it shouldn't be a sport for sure. Though. Yeah. But like even even like the idea of just because you can be really good at something and it's difficult doesn't mean it should be a sport yeah the should be is very important like we can't take away the fact that this is an event at the winter olympics 
like it is a sport but we sure can say man i don't get why like esports we have to call them esports because people don't accept them as sports yeah they're very difficult and <clears throat> you can be good at it but i understand the argument that it's reaction time and there isn't much of a like physical requirement other than just like you have quick reaction time and the ability to use it but like this there's one person who seems to be able to pilot it but the other person is just there (laughs) i don't know man and we could just talk about the real real world event mixed doubles luge as long as we want but now imagine john <laughs> that it was a hat on a hat in a way yeah because importantly the skeleton and the luge are very similar at least in visuals right skeleton hmm. you're on your stomach facing forward luge you're on your back uh with your head in the back but okay let, let's let's take a step up well let's take a step backwards actually so, skeleton, car, has no wheels, it is just going down the ice. Mm-hmm. The luge, car on its back going down ice. <laughs> Even before we add to the car on top of the car that we're going to get to. This reminds me of the reverse cowgirl argu- argument. Okay. That cowgirl is already reverse cowgirl because the horse in this scenario is upside down. Yeah. So reverse cowgirl is reverse reverse cowgirl. And luge, if you just put a car on its back, it's looking the wrong way. It is looking the wrong way. So you also got to turn it around. Yeah, I I think we can make that concession, you know. Unless, of course, you flipped it the other way the first time. But still, like, everything about it you got to position it on its back facing forward because if you look at the luge, its whole thing is the head is in the back. Which makes sense for humans. Yeah. But if you do that to car, they don't see, they don't pilot. It's just everything is confusing. Yeah. And then you go one step further. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. And you put a car on top of that car. And here's the worst part. That means the first card doesn't need to see again. You turn him back around. (laughs) So you got a car (laughs) on top of a car. One of them's facing forward. One of them's facing backward. Uh, It's like a a foot-to-face situation of sleeping. But I don't know. It's just two people. One's on top of one. It's going to be hard for either of them to see, no matter what. And then, how do you move? And then the other person just, like, does a reverse reverse of that? I guess what I'm really concerned about in this Cars version of it, John, Mm -hmm. is when you look at the picture, you can see clearly the person on top has his arms under the legs of the person on bottom. He is... And, like, his legs are sort of wrapped around the sled in a way to give him a bit of grip. He's, uh, if everything goes right, not going to fall off. I don't know how we ensure 
the, the car on its back on top of the car on its back going down the big icy hill are going to be able to do that. And a problem with this whole thing is that I'm pretty sure you need to be able to get off of it. And in this situation where they're cars, either they're not going to have the handholds and the footholds, or they're going to have something that's going to be too permanent. So there's no escape. It's a car on a car on a sled, and they're strapped down. And if they careen off, there's no jumping off to slow down. There's no getting out of the way of flying away. It's just a... You start off this sport as a two-car pileup. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. And you can't end it as anything less than that. You hope you end it just as a pileup, not not an accident. Uh, just the very rare two-car pileup that doesn't uh, doesn't require you know insurance information to be exchanged. Uh. Man, that's wild. It's wild that they do that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have... Yeah, it's just wild that they do that. It would go very I mean, poorly. That's that's how I feel about so many of the Olympics. I mean, yeah, honestly. It is wild that they do that. Okay. I feel like... We don't have a ton of time. So I mm-hmm. feel like there are some directions we could go here. Okay. Uh, I think curling has some meat on the bone. I think figure skating definitely has some meat on the bone. I think hockey does as well. So what do you think? Let's do power round. Okay. Blast through it. Curling, the the sweepers, one Zamboni. See, I was going to bring up Zambonis, man. They got to have a Zamboni. Mm -hmm. And the person throwing the thing just runs into it, bumps it. (laughs) There you go. It's a big rock, so it always leaves a dent. It's considered a very barbaric sport. <laughs> mm-hmm. As it should be. Yeah, I've been saying for a long time that curling is has no place in modern society. It's just so archaic. All right, uh, what was the second one? We got to go into some skating sports. So we got ice hockey and figure skating. And isn't there ice dancing? not in this one uh i don't know if it's the same thing as figure skating i just have no idea it might be the same thing um they don't get skates yeah they've got metal down there already i guess Mm -hmm. they just get thrown onto ice and their whole thing is it's like when my mother was like hey i just got this new jeep boys we're going to the parking lot and we're doing donuts (laughs) and it's that one sick john's mom <laughs> but two i feel like ice hockey i can almost see in this setup right like it's gonna be messy but hockey often is they run into each other on purpose they just get the puck into the net i mm-hmm. don't have a good explanation for the hockey stick but whatever we said for the ski poles just apply it however you see fit well, with the ski poles, they were on a ramp. So, like, it almost made sense. But with there this... There are also uh, events with skiing that aren't on the ramp. So, they... I meant, like, the, the car is on a ramp. 
Okay, gotcha. Like it's on the tire and the car's body is ramped up so that like you can move the stick and it almost makes sense. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But that would give them such a powerful slap shot in <laughs> hockey. And I mean, maybe that would be the cool part. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. A lot of people watch hockey because it's a one of the most violent sports. Yeah, but at least it's not like barbarian sport like you know curling (laughs) yeah that's fair but all right so yeah it's that except it's also like blended in with demolition derbies (laughs) yeah for sure but the issue comes up i think when we get to figure skating which the whole point is to be graceful in have you ever seen a, a car that is sliding on ice intentionally it can look beautiful i guess it could i guess it could but here's the problem jumps yeah because yeah a jumping mechanism that i've seen cars have is just hydraulics Mm -hmm. and if you do that on ice it's gonna break the ice (laughs) it definitely definitely will how much does Ramon weigh, Lucas? I gotta imagine in the area Enough of to a... break the ice. Ah, you tricked me pretty good. Uh, but yeah, for sure he does. And also, they're, they're much like the issue with Luge got doubled with the introduction of doubles. They do have like couples or doubles or whatever it's called, figure skating, where there are lifts and throws, and catches. And Luigi and Guido may have done it before. They've done that, like, ballroom style. Mm Mm-hmm. But let's add in a bit less control. Well, we've talked about how he is a super soldier, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Okay. I don't know. I just think they would crush each other in almost 100%. In every one of the Winter Olympics, they would find a way to get crushed. That's my final statement on it. Yeah, I imagine that death is a major component of the Olympics in general in the Cars world. Because either they're doing a big, big jump, whether it be off the ski jump or like the snowboard half pipe, and then they fall down, they're crushed. They're Mm -hmm. doing some sort of doubles event. They just get crushed pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. They throw do- someone in the air and then they catch them correctly and it still breaks everyone and everything. Or there are just lots of cars going at the same time in some of the racing events. And I mean, I I got a lot of snow and ice on my uh in my area the last couple weeks and I witnessed a lot of minor car accidents because of that yeah. right outside my window. So if you're intentionally going as fast as possible, you're going to get each other crushed. And that's, I guess, why people tune in. Maybe more people tune in to the Winter Olympics in this world. Because, as we've mentioned, there's a very strong gladiatorial aspect to everything. Cool. Actually, I was a little worried that we wouldn't be able to do good content about the Winter Olympics. I really liked this episode, Johnny. Good job, us. Nice.
And good job to you, dear listener, for listening to it. And by that, I mean, thank you for doing so. It was a weird way to say it. And when I thought about it, it didn't make sense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we really do appreciate you listening to it. I uh, hope y'all are, I don't know, doing well. <laughs> and if you want to give us stuff to talk about, you can always, always, always uh, send us an email uh, at our email, which is thekachat at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us, DM us, and follow us on Twitter, which is at thekachat. Now, John's going to say his part of the outro. Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky, quirky, strange little podcast. Uh, ring that notification bell. Uh, leave us a review. And uh, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tight.